This podcast is sponsored in part by Fitz Scripps. You're a station manager. Your sales team needs fresh ideas and concise copy for client spots, but it's just not in the budget, right? To bring on a full-time hire, enter Fitz Scripps. Fitz Scripps Marketing Consultancy is owned and operated by a big ideas radio geek with experience writing thousands of scripts for a variety of local businesses in both small and major markets. To learn more, visit fitscripts.com. That's F-I-T-Z-S-C-R-I-P-T-S, fitscripts.com. Fitscripts, compelling copy that fits. A portion of this podcast is brought to you by Witty Voyager. Looking for a gift that is unique as the person receiving it? Witty Voyager is a company created by two sisters in collaboration with their dad. They started crafting at a young age with their nana, who taught them how to crochet and make cool things with plastic canvas. Now, they make cool things out of leather, wood, yarn, resin, and whatever else they choose to experiment with next. You can shop their handcrafted leather earrings, studs, necklaces, crocheted beanies, ornaments, magnets, and barrettes. And go to wittyvoyager.com, use the code FACEFORRADIO at checkout for 20% off. That's FACE, F-O-R, radio. And it's at wittyvoyager.com, use the code FACEFORRADIO. to the Face for Radio podcast. Getting real, too real, with radio's finest. All right, well, hey, welcome to episode three of the Face for Radio podcast. My name is Chachi Angelo. I worked in in and around radio for about uh, 18 years. In October of 2019, my position was eliminated. You know, radio is a crazy business filled with crazy people with crazy stories as you heard in the first three podcasts, episodes zero through two, I want to thank Ryan Downs, Jimmy Roach, and Johnny O for helping me launch this podcast that shines a light on those crazy individuals that I was talking about that uh, pretty much dedicated their entire lives to entertaining an audience that most of which they probably will never see. Radio really isn't like any other medium. Sure, there are thousands of people listening, but in all actuality, there's really only one person listening at a time, as there's only one set of ears listening to this podcast at a time. Unlike Ryan, Jimmy, and Johnny, my guest for this episode is still working in radio. She was actually born after 1990 and uh, isn't in the Eastern time zone. There is a secret Facebook group called Radio Peeps for radio personalities to brag and vent and share ideas and commiserate. I posted about this podcast and Erica K of 98.5 KVOO in Tulsa, Oklahoma said she'd like to chat it up. I think it'll be interesting to see how the industry is viewed from the inside from somebody that I guess never really knew the, the glory days of what radio used to be as we learned in the previous podcast. So please welcome to the podcast, Erica K. Hey. Hello. 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 Welcome. So, um, is Erica K your real name? Because I, yes. I I was doing some some quick research. That's not your on air name. No. <laughs> yeah, Erica K is my real first and middle name. My on air name is Nikki Reed. 
Vicky Reed. Or Nikki. Nikki. Got it. Okay. Yep. So how did you get Nikki Reed from Erica uh, Kay? Well, you know, that's one story that I don't think I'll ever get tired of telling people because I actually put a lot of thought into my radio name, believe it or not. And uh, Nikki comes from the Prince song, Darling Nikki, because I'm from Minneapolis. So I had to like keep my roots. Okay. And then Reed is actually from the Green Hornet. And I'm sure you probably know Green Hornet actually started on radio. And then it was a comic book. And then it was a TV show. And then it became a movie, which a lot of people don't like that movie. But I love Seth Rogen, so I love that movie. I, I, <laughs> and, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I I barely know that many. I only know Prince's hits. And I know absolutely nothing about the Green Hornet. So if you wanted to just pontificate on that, you go right ahead. Oh, my God. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you just said that. Um, I, you know, I like I know that you work in country. And really, I, I of course, I, I know Prince's hits, but as for, and I feel like this is like complete blasphemy talking to somebody from Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis, yeah. Right. Ah, man, I'm sorry. But well, I think, okay. but the, 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 the crazy thing about your name is now you've got to sell that to your program director and they were cool with that? Oh yeah, they were 100% cool with it. Um, it's, like my radio name started when I was working overnight at a station called Rock 108 in Waterloo, Iowa. And I mean, that but, right there tells you a was lot. That, was it with crazy times in Iowa? Crazy times. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, lots of crazy times. So what, what market size is that? Um, it wasn't even rated at the time when I was working <laughs> yeah. there. I know that I know that they're rated now, but I think it's like 190 something. Okay. In that range. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a good station. It's a legendary rock station in Iowa. I mean, not a lot of people have good things to say about Iowa, but I had a good time there. So, so that was your, was that your first job? Was that your first job no. in radio? No, actually, my very first job in radio was working uh, in promotion for KSPPFM in St. Paul, Minnesota with Hubbard Broadcasting. And that's, I was in college for radio that entire time, too. Okay, got so it. So I was also on, like, the college radio station, too. Okay, and, what, what was yeah. what was your show like on your college radio station? Because my college show, I still think about it. Like, my goodness, I, I took full advantage of the fact that I was, like, on college radio, not commercial radio. Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't really remember my shows on college radio because it was a radio broadcasting school. So it was very like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Oh. And you don't really have a whole lot of freedom. But uh, all I remember from my college experience in terms of, you know, working on air was that my classmates thought I was horrible at back timing. And they would even, you know say stuff like that on the air like she doesn't know what she's doing and it's like oddly enough the ones who gave me crap then aren't even on the radio now so so, so for so for uh you know people listening to this podcast that aren't familiar with that terminology back timing is whenever you're just trying to time the hour to the top of the hour am i right 
Yeah. Okay. So I just, I just, I wanted to make that a, a clarification because it's like, why are people making fun of you for something that I don't understand? So, so yeah, this is like, exactly. that, that's a really nerdy thing to make fun <laughs> of somebody about. Like, like right? it, you, you know what I mean? If you're going to be like, you know, make fun of my hair, make fun of my nose, you know what I mean? Those are things, but like, you know, you're at a really nerdy school if they're like, uh, Erica camp back time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that I am really grateful for is I kind of learned to diminish my Minnesotan accent when I was in college radio. So ah. it wasn't nearly as thick. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like Bobby, Bobby's world's mom. Like, no. Oh my God. No. Can you, can you like, can you turn it on and off whenever you want? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, it comes out free form when I'm drunk, but, mm. <laughs> uh, there are a few words that are sort of given to teach somebody Minnesotan speak and they are pot, pan, cookie, jar, and boat. Boat. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yep. So, oh. so pat, <laughs> sand, bought. So I, um, I dated a girl from Michigan for a while. So I feel like I've got that, 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 uh, was she a youper? No, she wasn't a youper. She was more toward the Toledo area. And, uh, oh. yeah, the, the, that, um, upper Midwestern accent is, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's distinct. Oh yeah, and oddly enough, both my parents are from Michigan. Mm. Yeah, well, but I was born and raised in Minnesota. Both of and I had cousins too that were from Michigan. So they're mm -hmm. so whenever they would come in for um, uh, family reunions, it was always <laughs> it was always uh, <laughs> uh, it, well there was there was Robert and Andrew. And we had the we had the family reunion at Marland Heights Pool. So it was Robert, Andrew, getting the car. We're getting the minivan. We're going to Marilyn Heights Pool for the Fenary reunion. I don't want to hear any lip from the two of you. And I was like, and and then it just you know it's like I feel like the business of radio. You kind of have to be. A, a a chameleon and also like mm -hmm. a like a like a parrot you have to be able yeah. to just absorb listen and then just you know uh be able to repeat you know the, the things that you're hearing so it, it takes that, yeah it takes and use like the same slang of wherever you are too yes yes exactly so all right so you were able to get rid of some of that uh, minnesota accent uh, yeah. in college and mm -hmm. then you started doing promotion. So uh, forgive me, you'll, you'll have to be almost, you know, so specific of like call letters and names of, of cities because I'm not too familiar. Like, it's just fun to me to hear the K starting any radio station because, you know, <laughs> all of us over on the East coast, it's always W unless it's mm -hmm. KDKA out of Pittsburgh. So, uh, you, you started. I worked at one W. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I worked at uh, WNDV U93, South Bend, Indiana. Oh, well, there you go. When when yeah. when Pete Buttigieg was just a, a glimmer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
I have a photo with him. Really? So if it ever happens, I'm going to be like, I met him. <laughs> well, what was he doing then? He, he wasn't mayor then, right? Uh, yeah, he was mayor then at the time. Because um, I've been in Tulsa now for almost four years. And before I moved to Tulsa, I lived in South Bend. And I actually met him my last weekend there before I moved to Tulsa. Huh. And it was for a St. Patrick's Day party. So everyone was drunk. I have like these glow stick, um, like sunglass things on and <laughs> yeah. I'm just posing with him. That's my Dr. Seuss turtle, the turtle shirt. All right. And that's going to go down in history. <laughs> when I, when I tease this, <laughs> when I tease this podcast, uh, or whenever I share, I need to use that picture. I need that, that picture, picture right there of the, <laughs> okay. the, the glow stick glasses. You snuggled up with Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> South mm-hmm. Bend, Indiana. Oh, yep. this is fantastic. It's a true story. Do you do you want me to call you Erica or do you want me to call you Nikki? Which Um, I mean, that doesn't really matter to me, I guess. Okay. It's always weird when like people find out that Nikki's not my real name because they're just so used to calling me Nikki. Yes. But I throughout my eight years in the business now, um, I'm getting close to yours. <laughs> But I'm just about half. Well, you know what? You'll years, you'll eventually, if you stay in the business, you'll be able to pass me because I'm out. <laughs> so you, it's not like there's a. It's like I'm uh, uh, always one lap ahead. You can catch up to me. You go right ahead. So eight, <laughs> eight, eight years, eight years professionally, and then you tack on mm-hmm. three or four right there for college. So yeah. um, I did like a shorter college actually i did like a two-year condensed course got it i had my first like radio job before i was 18 oh that's fantastic so why why, and i've asked this before uh on my other two or three podcasts is like why radio uh casey Kasem, and it's not for what you think it's because of (laughs) scooby-doo okay i'm listening I, you know, grew up with cartoons and I absolutely love cartoons. I have a few cartoon characters tattooed on my body. And when I found out that, you know, Casey Kasem started in radio and managed to do that on the side, I was like, maybe if I got into radio, I could do some cartoons on the side. I mean, eight years later, it still hasn't happened, but I'm hopeful. Okay. So, I I mean hearing that you can't just say oh yeah i've got some tattoos of cartoons what 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 tattoos do you have of what cartoons well you know based off of what i just said you'd think it would be scooby-doo but it's not um i have uh one tattoo of pizza steve from the cartoon uncle grandpa and that is behind my right ear and he's got sunglasses on one of my uh friends also in radio um Name's Rick. Shout out to Rick. I think he's still working in Detroit, but I'm not sure. But anyway, um, he wanted me to get Keep It Cheesy under it, but I was like, nah, it's a little too tacky to have a pizza with sunglasses on and Keep It Cheesy on my neck. So I always feel like I, against that. I, like I just have a couple like Roman numerals of dates that are important to me. I always figure if I were to get something more elaborate <laughs> like that, I, I feel like I always picture myself explaining it to my grandkids. So, yeah. So, so you didn't get the keep it cheesy underneath? No, okay. I didn't. And then what other but cartoon characters do you have? 
my left leg will eventually be all dedicated to SpongeBob, but I have Squidward, Patrick, and SpongeBob. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that just tells Patrick, So that just tells that you like how scene. old you are though. Because mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I grew up with SpongeBob. Right. SpongeBob <laughs> defined your life. And now you can't scroll Twitter for three or four swipes without seeing, you know, some sort of SpongeBob gif being used yeah. to explain something. Like the the SpongeBob one that was really, really popular is uh, I'm a head out. Oh yeah. yeah. So or the like one year later. That one is a big one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just just getting uh, back to your career, you decided yeah. you you heard Case and Kasem was you know a voice in Scooby Doo, and mm-hmm. um, Shaggy, right? Wasn't he Shaggy? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was Shaggy. Right. And you were like, if I get into radio, maybe that will lead to some sort of cartoon work. Have you done any yeah. voice work? For cartoons um, or anything like that? Nothing specific for cartoons, but I have done, you know, quite a bit of voice work here and there. Obviously on commercials and whatever, they're like, hey, we want a character voice for this. I'm always like, I got it. Yeah. So that's about the furthest I've gone, but I'd, you know, love to do more. Yeah, that, uh, I always wanted to be the voice of a radio station. You know what I mean? Like oh, just yeah, like the imaging voice. The, just like, the imaging you're voice. Too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. K V V O. You know what what's the tagline for is it K V O O or how, how do you Yes. K V O O. And it is um Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. <laughs> it's it's your station. <laughs> yeah, Tulsa's country, ninety eight point five K V O O. Okay, so And that's not the only one I'm on. That's that's what I was going to get to. So this is kind of like, this is really where most radio people are now, is they're being yeah. split between two, three, heck, even, you know, when it comes to voice trackings for like Westwood One or Premier Networks, you know, you could be on 50 mm-hmm. some radio stations. You are, you are just on two. Yep. I'm on two locally and I do them live. Okay. So do you, oh, you you do both of them live? Yeah, I mean, for the majority of it, because obviously they're not going to be like, you need to be live from three to midnight, because that's, you know, that's a little crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I do two shows, like on KBOO, I'm live from three to six, and then I have to take a break so I can, you know, not say the wrong station when I crack the mic, and then I come back and do it all over again for the pop station. And that's K-H-T-T? Yes, that is 106.9 K-Hits, Tulsa's number one hit music station. Okay, so what? how did you uh, go from Waterloo to South Bend to Tulsa? Did I get those three jumps right? Uh, there, there's a few more jumps in between. Oh, wow. So after I worked at... KSTP FM, St. Paul, Minnesota, that is KS95, which is like an alternate or adult contemporary station, basically. Yeah. Then I moved to St. Cloud, Minnesota, and that was like my first 
full-time gig and I was a news anchor going by my real name of Erica Lewandowski. Oh, Tell wow. me it's a mouthful. You know what? That... <laughs> I can't wait till I get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, there is a, um, there is a realness and a localness to that last name. You know, like mm -hmm. they're like, oh yeah, I went to, you know, you hear somebody reporting the news, Erica, what is it? Lewandowski? Lu yeah, close enough. <laughs> okay. You know, you're like, yeah, I went to, I went to uh, high school with an Erica Lewandowski or something that sounded like that. I always thought, yeah. I always think whenever I hear, cause I'm originally from the, the Pittsburgh area. Um, when I hear somebody, whenever I was watching Monsters Inc. with my kids, you oh know, my god! I, Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. I'm like I. I get called Wazowski. I got called Wazowski a lot in high school, <laughs> and Lebowski, and Lewinsky. Do you have a tattoo of Mike Wazowski? Come clean no, right now, okay? Because that I would be. Don't. Maybe I should get one. Right, right on the <laughs> belly button. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm actually very self-conscious of my belly button. That's never happening. So, <laughs> yeah, but like any innies aren't cute. I don't think Audis are cute though. Uh, you know, the, if you get like a mixture of a half any half Audi, then you're just an alien. Yeah, my my son has a mixture. It's weird. Oh, it is. Maybe, what planet did he come from? Uh, whatever the Monster uh, Inc. world is, that's where he's from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> back to your your story. But I, what I mean, what I meant by you using your real last name is mm -hmm. that that's that's a you're you're ingratiating yourself with the local kind of you know scene mm -hmm. so you're you know you're more believable especially if you're reading the news if you came in you're like it's yeah. it's Nikki Reed with the headlines you're like oh, I don't know a Nikki Reed it sounds too like sexy yes like Eric Lewandowski sounds more like authoritative mm -hmm. i guess yeah and it also picks up a few more seconds at the end of your tagline it so. also sounds like you can handle your liquor like, I don't know why, yeah. but that, that it, last name was it like, does, I, I can. <laughs> yeah, like I drink like Slevo and vodka and all the clear liquors and I'm just fine. Thank you very much. Moonshine. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, okay. So you're doing news and you're like, I can't mm -hmm. do news anymore. Nope. I, I couldn't. I lasted there eight months. Yeah. And then I, uh, I messaged the program director at the time, Michael Cross of uh, Rock 108 and he's not there anymore but that's a bummer because he was like the voice of that station when I got there but I Facebook messaged him and I was like hey I, I don't know if you're hiring but I need to get out of news I want to do rock radio right and that was like my first real jump into the commercial world of radio I would say because you know I couldn't really do much I wasn't allowed to voice any commercials when I did news because they didn't want us advertising anything of course and, um, but you got to start somewhere. I, you yeah, got to take actually, whatever job is there. Yeah. I got the job at rock on the through Facebook messenger. Oh, wow. And like, he told me like, all right, you're hired. Like you're going to come down this day and view the studios and all of that. And then afterwards he called me. He's like, I just wanted this to seem more official than a Facebook message. I was like, cool. Yep. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you just, you just hit him up and you're like, I, I, I need to, so what, what job did you take at, what is it? Rock 98? Rock 108. Rock uh, 108. That is KFMW. 
KSMW. Yeah, those yeah. are the call letters. In Waterloo. Uh-huh. Yeah, I took the job of part-time overnight, and it was live. And wow. uh, they used super ancient program that's not even supposed to be used for music. I'm sure you've heard of Dillette. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's what I started on. Oh, wow. So and I had to reboot the station every night, too, and I had to put in a CD and time it out every single night. Take that, college kids making fun of me that I didn't know how to back time. Exactly. Like, that was just sort of like the icing <laughs> on the cake. Like, screw you. Yeah, I could back time, and I'm going to restart this whole entire legendary rock station. So, tell me a little bit more about K, uh, or I'm sorry, Rock 108. Um, was this is this like a heritage rock station in town? Yes. Okay. Yes, like super heritage. Like a lot of decent people like got their starts there. I mean, I don't remember their names because that was so many years ago. Yeah. But um, I'm just horrible with names, honestly. That's fine. But it was. It was a good experience. I never got to actually like interview any celebrities, but one of my coworkers who did afternoons, like he didn't know what to ask, and so I would write all of his interview questions for him. Uh-huh. So that was sort of how like I got my practice on interviewing like artists and celebrities and stuff because I was like I want to at least know what to ask. You know what? And I used to do sort of the same thing. So whenever really? whenever I started, it was like a it was a top forty station in Wheeling, West Virginia, and then I started doing part time for a Froggy Network in Pittsburgh, and then the night guy went crazy, and I started doing seven to midnight on a Froggy Network, which was like four frequencies surrounding Pittsburgh at the age of like twenty three, which just doesn't happen, you know. So and that's the same station that's referenced in the office, correct? Uh, the, well, Froggy's kind of all over now, but yet it's okay. not, it's not the same station. Um, Froggy up in Wilkesbury Scranton is like, I think Froggy 101, but yes, it's the same bumper sticker. It's the same logo. Yes. It's, it's Froggy. Cool. And so Froggy's owned by Forever Media. And mm. now, so when, whenever I was working for two other Froggies, it was Key Market and Results Radio, but they've all kind of come under the same umbrella now. So okay. I, I, the, the afternoon guy there, oh my goodness, he was interviewing every country person you could think of. Anybody, name it, he was interviewing them. Dolly Parton, wow. Kenny Rogers, um, uh, it, Garth Brooks, Brad Pace, a- anybody. These guys are like coming in, they're on the phone, it's all the time. And the evening guy was getting nothing. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. just, like, I was just there to work phones and, I, what I used to do, this was like in, this was like MySpace time. And this is like when, this is really just MySpace, to be honest with you. And I Mm -hmm. used to write interviews where I would interview inanimate objects or characters. So I would, I would sit there and, and I would turn them into bits every so often where I would interview uh, a St. Patrick's Day leprechaun. I would interview the, the turkey at Thanksgiving. I would interview a fire hydrant. I would interview, you know, whatever. I would just interview these things. And I would All just those get, sound very compelling. Right. And I would just get into arguments with them. And I was posting them on, on MySpace as a way to like engage. But in a way, I was, ta- I was treating it as a way to hone my interview skills. As I was like, well, nobody's talking to me. I'm just going to talk to myself. 
is really yeah. is really it. So when you went from Rock 108, is the next jump over to um, South Bend? South Bend. Okay. So what what mm-hmm. what kind of format were you working there? Uh, like hot AC. Like it, it wanted to be top forty, but it could never really like cross that line completely. Okay. Because you know, home in Notre Dame, you have to really watch your content. That's what I was. I I really wanted to touch on that. So outside mm-hmm. of radio, you know what I mean. Like you've got to be cognizant of where you are, the mindset of the audience. You know, is it a conservative area? Is it a liberal area? You know, what's super the conservative. right super conservative with Notre Dame being there? That's got to be like for somebody that didn't grow up around it. It's got to be unique, a little different. How did you? How did you, uh, you know, become a chameleon there? How did you fit in? Well, uh, I didn't really need to do too much because I went to Catholic school most of my life. Oh, they welcomed so you with kinda, open arms. Yeah, like, but I'm not a Notre Dame fan. They're like, <laughs> like, I'm just not. Erica, Nikki, whatever your name is, get you and your rosary and get into that studio. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that at the studios, but they were very much like, we need to play off this fighting Irish thing. And yeah, that's what kind of led to my demise there toward the end. Yeah, what happened? How much they wanted to play off it. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting story. So when I got hired, I was working under program director by the name of Rob Sparks, and he is awesome. And, uh, worked there you know for quite a few years and then it was finally time for him to move on and not only was he pd but he also did the morning show okay so i was doing middays by the time he left like that was what i was hired for i just did middays monday through friday didn't really do anything on the weekends but um did you were you you, did you get to do any interviews did you what was like your you were mid mid days and and production and yeah, yeah, I did like a lot of um, like website stuff. That okay. was when I started my whole question of the day thing, which I still do to this day. And I just that was when I really learned to like connect with my audience. It was when I uh, really figured out who Nikki Reed is versus Erica. And that was the one thing that Rob really taught me when I got there, which is why like he's forever one of my like radio idols in mm-hmm. a way. Because he was the one who was like, I'm hearing too much, Erica. You need to show me Nikki. Like, you're an entertainer. You can't be, like, too caught up in what's going on in your own life. you got to put on a face. And hmm. you got to do what you got to do. Well, theater and of the mind, yeah. Exactly. And that's what kind of pushed me to do so well on that station. And in my middays, my track record was, you know, number one, every book. Like, I had a huge chunk of the audience. Everyone listened to my midday show there. Nice. And I did, you know, everything I could to try to get the morning show. Like, you know, morning shows open. I want a morning show. I've always wanted a morning show. And I was doing it for a while. I was doing it for three months by myself, I believe. And then they put the afternoon guy on with me. And then that was when things started to rub me the wrong way because they put me as second chair mm. after they put him on. Yeah. And like me and this particular guy didn't really like get along to begin with. And sometimes so that that's, sometimes that's okay. 
You don't necessarily, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. you know, that argument, but if there is still conflict, it's, it's not the greatest, you know, of working relationships. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, uh, then, you know, at that point they were telling us like, Hey, we're looking for a host. Like we want to hire a host. So I was like, okay. And the management took me aside and they told me like, we're going to keep you on the morning show, but you're going to be co-host. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I just, you know, want to have a say. And who gets hired? Yeah. And um, time comes, there's a Skype interview with this guy out in Ireland. Ireland. Like, he's from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I feel like now you kind of get where this whole thing's going. So yeah. So he was, I think, in Nebraska at the time. And we're doing, like, a Skype interview. He couldn't even get his camera up, which I was like, hmm, morning show? I don't know. You need to be able to work a camera. You got to be able to at least work Skype. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that was my first thing that, like, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But then, like, you know, all of us were in the same room interviewing this guy kind of collectively. And nothing really, like, stood out to me. And then, you know, they asked me, they're like, oh, you know, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't think this guy's the right fit. If we had interviewed somebody else, and I thought that person was the perfect fit. Right. Like, I could see me getting along with this person, making really good content. I think that's the one to go for. Of course, they didn't go with my choice. (laughs) Right. And um, leading up to him, like, starting and working with us, I was messaging him back and forth. And he didn't hit on every cylinder, but I was like, I'm willing to work with you and do what I can. And then when I got back to work, like this happened like on a weekend, when I got back to work, we had to sign these slips of paper for our pay because it was like sort of changing things like payroll or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but on that sheet, it said my job role. And it said middays. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm I'm on the morning show now. Like, why does it say middays? And they're like, when are you supposed to sign it? I was like, I'm not signing this until I talk to the owner. And I stood my ground and they got me on the phone. And I was like, I'm not signing it. They're like, well, why? I was like, you told me I was going to be on the morning show. And they told me straight up, no, we didn't say that, which was a lie. Wow. And I, they were just like, that's your position. So I was like, fine. Like, I signed it. I just, you know, swallowed that hard pill and kept doing the best show I could. But it was at that point that I was like, I'm going to start looking. Right. It's time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it definitely was time. I'm surprised that you didn't, like, go full fighting Irish and just start fighting people. That's what I... like. Like, just drink a half a bottle of Jameson and just go in there and just be like, I'm on the morning show now. Yeah, and, you know, I I don't have anything against anybody personally from what happened. You know, obviously, I've grown from it. Take them behind the the altar, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the guy who ended up getting hired went by the name of Irish Dave. Oh, okay. Now (laughs) it's all coming together for me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it was just one of those things where, like, I felt like it was becoming a sellout. And I just, I wasn't up for it. I was like, it's to cheat marketing ploy to me i mean that's that's kudos to you for realizing it and you know some people that are just you know in radio are just happy to have whatever job they have and you know Mm -hmm. well and willing to accept whatever management tells them as long as they get to keep playing radio at least you 
at least you had some, you know, some balls to go, you know what? Yeah. All right. Thanks, but no thanks. It's time to move on. We're talking with people who certainly know how to tease what's coming after a commercial break. We'll be right back to the Face for Radio podcast. This podcast is sponsored in part by Fitz Scripps. You're a station manager. Your sales team needs fresh ideas and concise copy for client spots. But it's just not in the budget, right? To bring on a full-time hire? Enter Fitz Scripps. Fitz Scripps Marketing Consultancy is owned and operated by a big ideas radio geek with experience writing thousands of scripts for a variety of local businesses in both small and major markets. To learn more, visit fitzscripts.com. That's F-I-T-Z-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. Fitzscripts.com. Fitzscripts, compelling copy that fits. A portion of this podcast is brought to you by Witty Voyager. Looking for a gift that is unique as the person receiving it? Witty Voyager is a company created by two sisters in collaboration with their dad. They started crafting at a young age with their nana, who taught them how to crochet and make cool things with plastic canvas. Now, they make cool things out of leather, wood, yarn, resin, and whatever else they choose to experiment with next. You can shop their handcrafted leather earrings, studs, necklaces, crocheted beanies, ornaments, magnets, and barrettes. And go to wittyvoyager.com, use the code FACE4RADIO at checkout for 20% off. That's FACE, F-O-R, radio. And it's at wittyvoyager.com, use the code FACE4RADIO. Welcome back to the FACE for Radio podcast. So how yeah, you know what so. I want to what I want to ask you um, is you you seem like you're pretty far away from home at this point. How's mm-hmm. your how, how do your parents feel about it? How, how are they are they still together? Uh, are they still around? Oh, yeah. Or how's how's the yeah. how are they like? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she's Erica. She's off doing her chasing her radio dreams. Yeah, um, they were very supportive. Of, at, like at first, they were kind of heartbroken when I moved to Indiana because when I lived in St. Cloud, Minnesota, yeah, I was on air and living away from home, but I was only an hour away. Right. And then when I lived in Waterloo, it was only a four hour drive. Then it went to eight and a half. Yeah. (laughs) And it it made it, you know, that much more difficult to try to come out and visit. Even four hours, even four hours is like, you could do that in a weekend. Yeah. Um, And that's what I did a lot. Yeah. But, but the, the eight hours now we're talking special events once every four, five, six months, holidays, More that kind like of thing. once every two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that is a haul. So, yeah. okay. So now, and now you're even further away Yeah. in, in Tulsa. So tell, tell me how you got from uh, South Bend to Tulsa. All right. Perfect. So like I said, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to start looking. I was looking for, you know, maybe about a couple months just browsing allaccess.com under the job openings page like yep, we all do. Of course. And I'm, you know, just scrolling through pretty much applying to everything at this point. Yeah. And then I see one and it says, um, KTBT CHR in Tulsa wants you. 
And I was like, Tulsa, Oklahoma? I was like, whatever, I'm going to take a shot. So I sent over all my stuff, literally same day, which I totally did not expect it. Same day, program director, uh, his name is Trevor Marini. He no longer works in this market. He works out in Austin. But KTBT is with uh, iHeartMedia. Okay. And he's like, I want to get you on the phone. I want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, this is exactly what I want. And, you know, I was already so broken down by the whole, like, oh, here's your morning show. Just kidding. That I was just so ecstatic to be talking to someone who wants me to work for them. Exactly. And within that first phone call, they're like, okay, we're going to schedule out your flight. You're going to come out this day. And we're going to, like, take you out to dinner and interview you and all that. And that, That's got to just it, feel remarkable. So I remember oh my God, yes. I remember the same the same thing happened whenever I was uh you know applying for the job out in Harrisburg. They were like, "Yeah, come out. We got a we got a hotel room for you. You know, come and stay and you know, we'll we'll go to lunch and everything." And I'm like, "My goodness, like what what I'm doing is like is somebody wants it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so it, it it wasn't necessarily like I'm in your price range. It was Okay, like people are digging what what I'm doing, so yeah, that's, that's like, just got to feel first phenomenal. Time that I felt like really heard, like mm-hmm. we want you, and you know, obviously, I was beyond excited. And the time came, and I took my flight out here, and I was you know checking out the area and everything. And I was spending the day walking through the studios, meeting everybody, and. You know, it, it's getting closer to my flight back to South Bend, and I still hadn't heard anything. And I'm sitting in uh, Trevor's program director office, and all of a sudden he just like turns to me and he's like, "So do you want to work here?" And I was like, "Yes." He's like, "Cool, you're hired." Nice. <laughs> That's how I got that job. Very cool. And I mean, I loved it. I really did. But it only lasted a year and a half, unfortunately, due to budget cuts. And that was my first time getting laid off. And that's that's whenever you were in radio. Isn't that yeah. what they say? You're not in yeah. radio until you're out of radio. You're- yeah, and it felt like that too. I mean, of course, like man, I was freaking devastated. Like worse than any breakup I've ever gone through in my life. Like it was hard. And with so, non competes and everything, I you yeah, know how had long, to wait. Yeah, how long did you have to wait for to I mean, why didn't you go home is the question because I met someone oh okay and um, oddly enough my boyfriend of now almost four years uh, I met him he was a winner with the station oh you know what that was, was one of the one of the questions that I was going to get to after we were kind of done talking about you know how you landed where you were is like do you have any weird listener stories, especially whenever you're doing middays and you're connecting to the audience, but you Mm -hmm. actually are dating somebody that was a listener. Yes. And, you know, everyone always says, don't date listeners. They're crazy. Yeah. But it was uh, my very first event here in Tulsa, and it was for a charity dodgeball tournament. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been in in those. Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And... My boyfriend ended up winning and he got to bring a guest. And so he brought his best friend. So I met my boyfriend and his best friend in the same day. And it was, you know, really kind of weird. Like, 
just happened super organically. Like we just had a connection and it was me who gave him my number at the end of the day. And you know, the rest is kind of history. That's very cool. So you're like, all right, I'm going to set up shop for a while. What, what kind of work does he do? Uh, he's a welder. Oh, okay. Nice. And the main reason why I decided like should set up shop is he has three boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now I'm kind of like stepmom to three kids. I went from zero to three in like 2.5 seconds. What 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 ages did you come on board? Uh, his youngest hadn't even turned one yet. Oh, my God. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that. I can't imagine yeah. that. This guy must be phenomenal. This guy oh, must yeah, be. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. And it, it was like a lot of people think like, oh, well, if you came into the picture that early, like what was going on in the relationship? The relationship was like over with his ex before his youngest was born, basically. Mm. So it, that was pretty much like cut, dry, done deal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I met him in July of 2016. And then we didn't actually start dating until like a month later. And, you know, right away, like kids are coming into my life and everything. And that winter was when I moved him and his kids into my home that I was living in because he was living in a a trailer and it was a really cold winter and I didn't want him to potentially have his kids taken away. So that was when I was like, okay, this is now like my responsibility. I'm not going to let that happen to you. Wow. Okay. So, oh my goodness. So, wow. Zero to, to, this is like 300 miles per hour because I have two. Yeah. I have two and they came on gradually, you know, as well, it was boom, boom. They're only 16 months apart, but like now I'm in, we're, I'm at three and almost two years old. And it's just like, it's just insane. It's just like the the house is just a madhouse. So are Mm -hmm. you now that you've like moved over to uh, country radio uh, with Mm -hmm. KVOO and KH? TT, like what hours are you spending with the kids and are you using a lot of that for content on the air? I use it for content off and on um, because like I'm, I'm kind of like old school respective, I guess. Like I'm not going to go on the air and talk about them like they're my children because, you know, they're not. They have a great mom and she takes great care of them. She's still in, you know, their lives, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm very particular with how I talk about them on the air. And I make sure to say, like, they're my stepkids. And I, I'm i just very much like I'm not going to claim ownership of something that was never mine. Right, right. So, yeah, I do talk about them off and on. And um, we tend to have the kids mostly on the weekends. Okay. So it's like Friday night through Sunday evening, basically. But like this week, for example, since they're off for Thanksgiving, like we're getting the kids on Wednesday through Sunday. So, I mean, when things like that happen, it's kind of hard. Like I've had to bring those kids to work with me before for like an hour until their dad gets off work and things like that. And they're very much into, you know, what I do. Like when I first came into their lives, I was on 92.1 The Beat. Okay. Um, and then I got laid off. And then when I got a job back in this market, I was working on a news station, KRMG, uh, as a board op and producer for a couple months. 
sort of like a in-between job. Mm -hmm. And then I was also doing some on-air for a station called Mix 96. And then when I got on here, then it's, you know, KDOO and K-Hits. And so, like, those kids know every single jingle of every single station I've been on, (laughs) which is really cool. Yeah. My my daughter was still uh, singing some of the uh, the Nash FM jingles whenever Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, she got a little older. Um, so let's talk about, uh, country music since KBO. what's your thoughts on country music? Because uh, whenever I was working in Pittsburgh country, I didn't know anything about it. It was just the job. And I was like, I'll figure it out, you know? And, (laughs) and I really grew, I really grew to love it until, uh, until a certain point, I want to call it maybe like 2012, 2013, whenever, um, the Florida Georgia line Hiroshima bomb dropped. And from oh. there country was hard to, to hard to figure out for me. I didn't. Okay. So what's your thoughts on country music? So before I was on KBOO, never listened to country a day in my life. Um, I was raised in sort of like an alternative rock, classic rock household with some hip hop and rap sprinkled in. Okay. So I was never really exposed to country. And when I uh, started with the company that I'm at now, which is Griffin Communications, uh, I was just part-time on K-Hits until we could like work it into a full-time position. And in order for it to become a full-time position, they added afternoons on KBOO for me. Okay. And I'm not even joking when I say this. I looked at both my managers when they told me that they were doing that. And I was like, are you serious? Like, I thought they were like kidding because I, yeah. I have zero country experience. I was like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? And they were like, yeah, we think that it's a uh, crossover good, enough. It absolutely is a crossover enough. Experience. Mm-hmm. And that's the and, way they want that. That's the way that uh, country wants mm-hmm. the delivery. They want it yeah. to be that CHR up tempo. Things are moving, uh, and 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 uh, have that uh, up tempo energy. You know, yeah, that forward momentum. Exactly, forward momentum. Thank you very much. So, what kind of show do you do? I actually didn't listen before talking to you because I guess I I didn't want to have any preconceived notion of what kind of show you do. So, is it is it the type of show? that they want like that fast CHR breaks are really quick or do you get to take a breath and have a nice, you know, maybe two, three minute break. Uh, breaks are never that long for right. starters. Um, I think like the max I've ever gone is like one minute, but that's mostly like talk about a contest or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty quick on the radio, but on a country station, it's a little bit more relaxed in length of tough breaks I've noticed. And so, uh, for example, if I were to play a caller who's answering my topic, uh, like for example, today's question of the day was what word is mispronounced that bothers you the most? Like what mispronounced word bothers you? Yeah. And on KBOO, I could play a call worth 20 seconds. But on K-Hit, I'd have to chop that down to 10 seconds or less. The word. Mm-hmm. You'd have to chop it down to the word. 
whatever word it was. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just like quick, like intro to it, like uh-huh. positioner statement of 106.9 K hits. And then it's like question of the night. And yeah, because like I do the question of the day and then I do question of the night. So okay. I, since people know Nikki Reed, like I go by Nikki at night, like Nikki night on K hits, but it's a playoff Nick at night. So right. Spelled N I T E. And they wanted me to have a name change, but I didn't create a different like Facebook or anything. So I'm very much aware of like, chances are, since there's so much crossover in the music categories, the listeners know I'm on both stations, or yeah. at least some do. Right. And so I'll, you know, post things that are sort of in general can fit on both stations. And I'll do the same with some topics sort of in general. But, um, yeah, I tend to do you know, you focus use, my content towards the station, too. Do you use the same question for both shows? Sometimes. So you can use so you can use some calls that you got in the afternoon at night to get it kind of mm-hmm. to get it jumping. Yeah. yeah. That exactly. that is that is an old radio trick that if you want to get calls, you have to play a call. So that's whenever mm-hmm. you start calling your buddies, your boyfriend, you start calling anybody. Or you call yourself and record it in a different room. <laughs> yeah. Done that. Whatever. Just do a different voice because I like doing voices. So I'll just do that, record it. People yeah. don't even know it's me. Oh, especially in Tulsa. You throw on that Southern accent, you're good. It's a completely different person. Throw in a couple of y'alls. <laughs> oh, the y'alls. So yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be different. Now you're in the South. You know, South Bend, I'm yeah. sure, is conservative, and they love their they love their rock, they love their country, they love whatever. But now you're in Oklahoma. This is like mm-hmm. this is the South. This is do you is there anything that isn't deep fried or have butter on top of it or barbecue sauce? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like venture out that much into like the food world. But oddly enough, um, my boyfriend's family originated from chicago so he doesn't really have like a southern slash oklahoman accent kind of thing okay so that could have been something that drew me to him as it was like midwestern like i know you're from my area (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah, so i don't really hear that much of an accent like every day so it doesn't really rub off on me but one of the weirdest things i've heard in terms of an accent here is they say gem instead of gym. Like I'm going to the gym. They'll say gem. Go to the gym. Yeah. And oh, it, like man. when I first heard that, I was like, why are you talking about birthstones? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, how much, how much are you uh, like into the country scene now? Are you, are you going to any, <laughs> any events or anything in Nashville like uh, no. the country radio seminars or anything like that, because you're you're now working for Griffin Communications mm-hmm. or Griffin Media or something like that. Yep, Griffin Communications, and oddly enough, like they're actually like a TV company, and the cluster that I work for now is actually their first radio stations that they've ever owned. Oh, okay. And so they're sort of like, hey, you know, we're TV. We know everything about TV. Now we're learning radio. And lucky enough for them, they picked a good batch of stations because they're like, wow, like the ratings are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's interesting. So how, how is working for Griffin? Is it, is it, um, 
it's probably it probably feels a little better because you're not dealing with any of the you know corporate conglomerates like iHeart yeah. or uh, Cumulus. Yeah, the really cool thing that like puts my mind at ease working for a company like Griffin Communications is they're based here in Oklahoma, so right. it's all Oklahoma's own. Like that's their mission statement, and so it's very just Oklahoma based. Like we are on air here, both TV and radio, and we live here. So we are true to our local aspect, and that's really cool, I think. And that's something that I enjoy, and we're doing more, like, crossover things. Like, our morning shows are doing since on TV now. Yeah. And I think that that is how radio should be progressing. It's like, mix all the different medias together. I mean, I mean like what we're doing right now, podcasts. That's a different form of media that we can tap into. So, um, are you, do they have cameras in your studio? Because there's another avenue for that. You know, if you've got, if you're able to, if the show's good and you're, if you own all the content, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether, whether it be the morning show or the evening show, or you know what I mean? Just the, the, the content in general, if there's cameras in the studio and, the intern's going to try to drink a gallon of milk, you know what I mean? Record that for the websites. And so if you've got, you know what I mean? If you have the technology around, um, mm. you know, I mean, just set them up in the studios and go. Because that, that was actually going to be my question to kind of wrap things up is like, you only have eight, nine years of, you know, professional radio experience. Where do you mm-hmm. see radio going? Where do you see it in the next 10, 15, 20 years? I see it as uh, sort of like multi-platform. Like I said, like you can get it online, you can get it on your phone. And I think more videos and more um, like celebrity guided interviews that are different. Like, for example, one of my guilty pleasures is watching hot ones on YouTube. What's that? And I think it's a show where celebrities eat spicy wings and answer questions. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. I saw the Paul Rudd one of that. Oh my gosh. All of them are great. Like hands down, watch them. I even tweeted at Netflix saying, you got to get this show. And they're like, I was like, (laughs) all right, I will. But I think that's where radio is heading is to just keep breaking down barriers and things. But I think it's going to be a lot more like intimate. Because, you know, you have things like TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook Live. Like, you can pretty much see the face behind the mic now. And that is a little nerve-wracking to me because I'm not a big fan of the whole, like, only fish in the fishbowl kind of thing. Yep. But it's something that, you know, you obviously need to just pick up and get over. But I think that that is the direction that we're going in. And I think it's, you know, a healthy direction. I think we need to get in front of our brand more by putting a face to the name. And it's a different way of being out instead of like, we're on location broadcasting in this parking lot. It's like, no, we're in your backyard. We're coming by your house (laughs) to bring you an artist. We're looking through your window. (laughs) Right. Yep. Um, We're, we're leaving the, uh, the parking lines in your front yard. (laughs) That's where, that's where we're parking our car from now on. We're gonna exactly. take it, we're gonna take an Uber to the station, um, you know. With me being out of radio now for uh, about a, a month and a half, uh, I still think about it. I still think about things that I could do. I still think about, you know what I mean. Um, 
something will come up, you know, in in my daily life where I'm like, wow, I wish I was on the air to do this parody song or do this topic or do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So whenever I get those ideas, I'll I'll just text you and you can run with okay, it. Okay, cool. Because yeah, um, you know, what I mean, I I like Central PA. I like living here. I want to live here. You know, my goal is to continue to talk with radio people on the podcast and keep that going as long as possible. Uh, but also, you know, find a, a steady gig around here where I can, you know, do a nine to five. So, uh, whenever, yeah. cause you know, as soon as you get the radio bug, you can't, you can't turn that off. So no, and I, then it, it makes you think like, what am I supposed to do besides this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really been uh, a struggle of mine. Um, you know, in the job search is, like I have so many transferable skills, but if you look at my resume, you're just going to be like, oh, okay. He told fart jokes for 15 years. You know, it was like, he talked on the microphone. He hung out in the, 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 uh, the car dealership parking lot with balloons. No, like radio people are so crazy talented in a number of different areas that it's like. And one of them, I think that we really need to push is just, social media content creation. Oh my God. Yeah. Like any sort of marketing, a radio person could probably do better than the person who's in that position. Because our gears are always turning. We're always ear, ear to the ground. Your life is now show prep. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. I was, my sister-in-law works in uh, an advertising firm and she said that that's the, that's the way marketing campaigns are going of course more social media based but like before pepsi would have like four campaigns a year you know one for every quarter yeah. now they have like four thousand so it's not necessarily oh, yeah. like we need to craft the perfect copy it's like what radio people do it's like whatever get it out there just do it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep. if it like make sure you craft it right in your mind but like get it go and now we're on to the next thing Get it go. Now mm-hmm. we're on to the next thing and, and that forward moment. Right, tight and concise. <laughs> exactly. That was to me. Uh, Erica Kay or Nikki Reed, whatever you want to call her, why don't you plug how we can uh, listen to your show, stream online, all of that stuff? Well, uh, we do have three apps now available on both App Store and Google Play. One is 98.5 KDOL, and then the other is 106.9 KHIT. And you can also listen online at kdoo.com and khits.com. And I also have a Facebook page. It is Nikki Reed Radio. It's been really cool talking with you. Uh, Stay in touch and I'll be following your career. Um, And good luck in Tulsa and good luck with uh, the welder and his uh, three little boys. We'll we'll stay in touch. Thanks so so much, Jesse. Thanks for joining me on the Face for Radio podcast. Good luck in Tulsa. Thank you.